G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. This is 2020 on Vision. On a Wednesday, we like to check in on the breaking news headlines out of Israel and more broadly across the Middle East. And of course, with war between Israel and the terror organization Hamas, these headlines are especially important. And Ron Ross has been scouring those headlines to bring them to us today. Hey, Ron, welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Ron, let's talk about uh, the headline, Israel Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has rejected calls for a ceasefire with Hamas, saying this is a time for war. What are the reports saying? Yeah, Netanyahu compared the October 7 massacre by Hamas to the Pearl Harbor and 9-11 attacks on the USA, saying Israel is equally justified in retaliating against Hamas terrorists in Gaza. He went on to say that Israel will continue its war against Hamas until victory. Calls for a ceasefire are calls for Israel to surrender to Hamas, to surrender to terrorism, to surrender to barbarism. That will not happen, he said. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says that there's a time for peace and a time for war. This is a time for war, a war of our common future, he continued. Today we draw a line between the forces of civilization and the forces of barbarism. It's a time for everyone to decide where they stand. Israel will stand against the forces of barbarism until victory. I hope and pray that civilized nations everywhere will back this fight. And a piece of good news, Neil. Private Ori Megadesh, an IDF female soldier, was rescued during the IDF's operation in Gaza on Sunday night the IDF in Shin Bet said in a statement. She was kidnapped by Hamas terrorists on October 7, but has now been reunited with her family. A subsequent medical examination administered by Megadesh has determined that she is healthy. Well, it's always good getting a little glimmer of good news. Hey, Ron, another headline, though. An Iranian leader has warned... Iran will attack U.S. targets if they continue to support Israel in the war against Hamas. Uh, what's uh, the story here? Yes, Iranian Foreign Minister Hussein Hamir Abdullah threatened military attacks on America in remarks on Sunday, predicting any possibility any moment against America should Washington continue to defend Israel's right to dis- respond to Hamas's unprecedented mass murder of Israeli citizens. Iran is a close ally and a funder of Hamas. Tehran's Shiite Islamist regime responded to the Hamas attack by throwing a massive street party in the capital, featuring free suites and a fireworks display, as well as crowds chanting death to Israel and death to America. Iran regularly threatens war against Israel and aggressively rejects the country's right to exist. Following his threats on Sunday, Amir Abdullah reportedly held phone calls with the leaders of Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad, a separate terror group believed responsible for the bombing of a Gaza hospital last week.
Prior to those calls, however, Amir Abdelan held a joint press conference with visiting South African Foreign Minister Nel Pandor, in which he warned future attacks would occur against America if it did not stop condemning the mass murder of Hamas members. Ron, another very compelling headline. The Hamas Terror Command Centre is built under Gaza's main hospital. What's reported here? Yeah, this is a dramatic event. Hamas has systematically turned hospitals in the Gaza Strip into terror command centres and hideouts, the Israel Defence Forces reported, as volleys of rocket fired by Hamas targeted central and southern Israel. Four people were injured in a direct rocket strike on a residential building in Tel Aviv on Friday, ranging from moderate to light injuries. Half an hour after that attack, central Israel was again targeted by rockets. According to IDF spokesman Rear Admiral Daniel Agari, the Israeli military is affixing a red flag to the world about Hamas's war crimes, of using hospitals in Gaza as human shields and revealed intelligence for that purpose. Hamas has turned hospitals into command and control centres and hideouts for terrorists and commanders, he said. According to intelligence in our hands, there is fuel in hospitals in Gaza and Hamas is using them for terror infrastructure. I believe they also are doing the same with very, very valuable food supplies. The IDF shared this information and more with intelligence agencies from allied countries, he said, addressing Shifa Hospital in Gaza City, the largest in the Strip, with more than 1,500 beds, 4,000 staff and people arriving in recent weeks around the hospital grounds. Hamas is cynically using such places as a shield for underground terror complexes. Let's talk about rising violence around the world as anti-Semitism is on the rise. Uh, It's not just confined to that part of the world uh, in Israel and immediate surrounds, but now a headline here, Russians have stormed a local airport in an attempt to attack passengers from an Israeli flight. Uh, What's the story here, Ron? Yeah, a swarm of local residents in Mahikala in the Russian Republic of Dagestan stormed an airport in the city in an attempt to attack any Jews and Israelis set to arrive on a Red Wings flight from Tel Aviv on Sunday. No Israeli casualties were reported from the incident, according to the Israeli Foreign Ministry, although about 20 people have been injured and are receiving medical treatment, according to Dagestani officials. According to N12, the pilots were warned of the mob and rerouted the plane to land at a nearby airport. The rioters reached that one as well. The flight staff ordered the locking of all aircraft exits while security forces closed the area off. Russian Aviation Authority Rosabitsia said all aircraft were diverted to other airports. A security source said that a small number of Israelis and Jews were secured in the airport and were said to be evacuated to Moscow at the earliest convenience. Elsewhere, anti-Semitic incidents in the UK have more than quadrupled since Abbas's attack on Israel, says a charity which helps Jewish people in the UK. The Community Security Trust recorded 89 anti-Jewish hate incidents from the 7th to the 10th of October. That marked a more than fourfold rise on the 21 anti-Semitic incidents recorded in the same period last year. Security Minister Tom Tuganut 
said he was very concerned at reports of increase in anti-Semitism. The Met Police has also written an open letter to London's Jewish community expressing support and solidarity. The CST says six of the 89 incidents recorded were assaults. Escalating violence in the Middle East has triggered an increase in the number of racial vilification incidents even here in Australia. Rabbi Ralph Ganed said one of the leaders in his community had been targeted near home with a car driving past every night since the 7th of October, which anti-Jewish obscenities shouted. The Melbourne rabbi admits he feels insecure in the city for the first time in 30 years, taking off his kippah, the brimless cap traditionally worn by Jewish men at the request of his family when they travelled in the city last week. The war is affecting Muslims in Australia too. The Islamophobia Register of Australia said there'd been a tenfold increase in hate incidents since the violence in the Middle East broke out. Executive Director Sharara Atay said the register had received reports from anxious Muslim women who felt particularly at risk because their hijabs were, were such a visible sign of their faith. I think the situation overseas at the moment is having a devastating impact on the Muslim community here in Australia. We've seen a staggering rise in Islamophobia since these escalations began, she said. Uh, there are no winners uh, when there is war. Hey, there is a tragic price, too, for this war, Ron. Uh, another headline, sadly, the Gaza humanitarian crisis continues to worsen. Yes, Israel intensified its airstrikes over the Gaza Strip as Air Force jets continued to pummel the coastal enclave. Tanks and infantry pushed into Gaza over the weekend as Israel Prime Minister Netanyahu announced the second stage in the war. The Hamas-run Gaza Health Ministry said more than 8,000 Palestinians, including 3,342 children, have been killed, with thousands of people injured, adding that hospitals are at a breaking point. The massive bombardment disrupted communication lines, interrupting phone and internet services, largely cutting off the territory, 2.3 million people from the rest of the world. Partial services were restored early on Sunday. The UN World Health Organization chief said the Palestinian crescent report of evacuation threats are deeply concerning. Gaza-based political analyst Talal Okel accused the U.S., of collusion with Israel by giving it the red light to go on with military offensive. And uh, I know this is difficult, but while we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, please let us include all innocent victims on each side of this contest. There are innocent on every side. Uh, Ron Ross, always appreciate your update of the headlines, uh, breaking news out of Israel and the Middle East. Ron, thanks so much for bringing those to us once again today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.